What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Frequency Podcast. I'm your host, Frankie J. Lopez. Hope you're all doing well. Before we get into it, please follow the podcast page, allow for notifications, rate the podcast. Rebranded to social media recently, so be sure to follow me at Frequency Studios on TikTok and Frequency Studios underscore on Instagram. Given the podcast isn't the only media that I use for content, I decided to change things up a little bit. So moving on to the episode, we're going to be ranking Tyler Creator's discography today. Back for the second time on the podcast, the homie Undisputed.ig. What's up, man? How are you doing? I'm pretty good, man. I'm glad to be back. First episode was pretty good. Yeah, happy to have you, definitely. I think I saw your post once on the Tyler Discog ranking, so I feel like we're going to be disagreeing a little bit today, but that's that's always good. Yeah, my ranking actually has changed up a little bit since I did that post. It changes like almost all the time, revisiting Tyler's discography so much. And like he's my most listened artist by far. I mean, I would honestly say this re-listen has switched things up for me a lot. So hopefully this will be a pretty interesting conversation. But talked about Tyler on here before. He was actually my album of the year in 2021 with Call Me If You Get Lost. A little bit of context, rapper, singer, songwriter, producer from Los Angeles, California. Polarizing figure, definitely up until the last few years at least. First rising to fame in 2007 as part of the Odd Future Collective, releasing that debut mixtape Bastard, which turned a lot of heads at the time. Seeing a ton of success since then, especially the last few years with recent projects receiving a lot of critical acclaim. We're going to be ranking Bastard all the way up until his most recent project, Call Me If You Get Lost. But I'll have the homie Undisputed start with his number seven, and then I'll give mine, and then we'll just go back and forth. So kick it off, man. All right. So my number seven actually used to be Flower Boy, but now it's Bastard. I really, really enjoy Bastard as a mixtape, but I don't think it's as strong both conceptually and just like production and vocally for Tyler as like his other work is. Like a lot of people argue that Goblins is worst, but I think Goblin has a lot more like shining moments than Bastard does. There are songs that I absolutely love on Bastard and I will like replay to no end. The title track has been in my top five most replayed songs for like two years in a row now. But yeah, it's just not really a project that I come back to all, the, all that much. Gotcha. That makes sense. I would say I agree in a lot of ways. My number seven is actually Goblin, interestingly enough. Oh, okay. When it first came out, I was definitely singing a different tune. I loved Goblin when it first came out. But, you know, with time comes perspective. And I'll say I don't yeah. necessarily hate this album. I would rather say that it's a step above indifference for me. I agree with you to the point of I think the peaks on Goblin are higher than the peaks on Bastard for me. I yep. I like the title track. Yonkers is a classic. She and Sandwiches, classic. We also get a closer look into Tyler's insecurities in comparison to Bastard. We get a little bit more humor. But yep. I think the lows are really low on Goblin. Something that I'll probably get into on Bastard a little bit more, but like, you know, the bars, these early Tyler projects that come off pretty immature. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I kind of found it a little bit more forgiving on Bastard than I did on Goblin. I think the beat on Transylvania is kind of messy. I feel like the track Her is pretty much she light. We get some yeah. awful moments like Fish. I think Fish is terrible. Really? Yeah, I think, I think it's dude, just so corny. Frank's verse on Fish is actually a really like bright moment for me on Goblin as a whole. Mm, really? That makes me like that track a lot more. I will say in my notes, I said that Frank's moment was the shining moment of that track. I did not care for the hook, like unbearable yeah, I, to me. That's, that's understandable. Yeah, I agree. Frank is usually a shining moment on most of these Tyler projects, to be fair. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And then I didn't really care for BSD either. I don't care for that hook. Features are nothing to write home about. Then I like kind of start to remember back when I, I did first listen to this project and realized why I never really revisited the latter half of the album. Yeah. It has a special place in my heart, like as Tyler simply does. 
but the highs are super high. The lows just really low for me. Okay, yeah, I think you made some pretty solid points there. But like one thing I did disagree with is that I like the Transylvania beat a lot. It's so like erratic feeling. And I think that adds to the ethos of the song. And it makes Mm -hmm. it feel like grimy, messy, dungeon type song that I really like. I feel you. Honestly, the lyrics on the track also don't speak to me that much. Like the Dracula thing. I remember just being like, "Uh, I don't know how much this really fits on here. It didn't mesh very well, but... I mean, that does make sense because it's the only song on the album that Tyler didn't produce. Really? The beat was made by uh, Left Brain. Oh, get out of here. Yeah. Nice. Good tidbit. Did not know that. Look at me. Not paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, man, go ahead with your uh, number six. My number six, I have Goblin. Okay. Goblin has a lot of really shining moments for me, like you said, but... I think it has grown off of me in like in recent listens and in like the past few months even. It might just be like me growing up a little bit, not finding the edgy shit as like cool as I did. But yeah. <laughs> something about it just doesn't really hit as hard for me as it used to. I got that. Better than Bastard. Yeah, I think it's better than Bastard. I think it does take a step back in maturity in some ways, but also takes a step forward in others. Like the title track, it's a really introspective look for me. And I think it's really cool to listen to because it speaks on Tyler's fame. It speaks on, you know, his relationship with his dad, like his early work does a lot of the time. I also think that album's atmosphere as a whole is just really cool. Yeah, that's definitely what got me to gravitate towards it when I was like growing up. But I'll go into my number six, which might be controversial given I think I know your opinion on this, but it's Cherry Bomb for me. Oh, man. And I'm going (laughs) to start by saying that even though it's down here at number six, I'm going to say that I do think Cherry Bomb is a good album, which is opposite of what a lot of people say, like especially when this first came out. I definitely do think Cherry Bomb is overhated. For sure. And you could see why. Right. Yeah. Like it's it's kind of obvious, like experimenting with ton of sounds, some of like the rock stuff on Death Camp and some of these interesting samples and things that you actually even kind of will hear on like later albums, like Find yeah. Your Wings and Two Seater feel like almost prerequisites to like the later Tyler days. For sure. I do like the topics he tackles, his influence on kids, not loving fame, like commentary on gang banging, things like that. Yeah. But there are moments on there where I'm just not crazy about the vocals. Oh, okay. Being mixed down so much for me on like <laughs> yeah. Death Camp and Buffalo. And I'm just such a like, I love lyrics. If you're going to do that, those lyrics better hit or the instrumental better be crazy or like crazy good, not just crazy crazy. Because although yeah. I do love some chaotic production, sometimes it's just too much. Like it was just too messy. Like on Pilot. Dude, I love that song. I love that song so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you do. It, yeah. And you know what? It is chaotic. And if you're looking for that, that really is a great song for it. Yeah. I just couldn't fucking vibe to it. That makes sense. I could see that. The title track, the production felt a little forced for me. And look, I really do fuck with the whole attempt to experiment. Like, don't get me wrong. But there are like distortions on here in the instrumental that don't feel like organized chaos. They just kind of feel like chaos for the sake of chaos, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that's what actually put me off on the song for like a pretty long time. Mm -hmm. That was like my least favorite Tyler song for quite a while, just because like I couldn't get down with the instrumental. But after a couple of listens, like something about it just finally clicked for me. I don't don't really know what it was. Cherry Bomb came out in a time where I kind of moved away from Tyler a little bit. Okay. I was like off in college and I was kind of like more into like lyrical miracle shit. And I was like, "Eh, you know, I like Tyler, but he was like edgy. So like I didn't really gravitate towards Cherry Bomb a lot until like recent listens. So it could be one that grows on me. But there were some ideas on there where I'm just like, "Ah, it becomes overwhelming. I don't know if he really knew what he was trying to do with some things. And, you know, lyrically, it's not perfect. You know, like, yeah. 
I don't care for blow my load to an extent, even fucking young, which I do agree is methodical. And I like the production, but in hindsight is a little cringy as I get to like an older age. Yeah. I think he tackles it pretty well, but like kind of weird. Yeah. (laughs) I can see that for sure. I appreciate Cherry Bomb a lot more in hindsight because a lot of those ideas become huge parts of what Tyler does later on albums that I prefer. Yeah. My number five is Flower Boy. I know that a lot of people like ride or die for this album. It's a little like softer from what I prefer from Tyler. I feel like it's playing it safe a little bit production wise, but lyrically, it's definitely not. Lyrically, it pushes Mm. a ton of boundaries for like Tyler personally, even in topics that are prevalent in music. Like in hip hop, especially, you don't really hear rappers talking about their sexuality a bunch. And I think it's really, really cool to see him doing that. It's a really big step forward for his career. I really think it paved the way for an album like Igor to come out. Like, I don't think Igor could have hit as hard if Flower Boy didn't come out obviously it's a really significant album for tyler but i don't know something about it just doesn't really click with me as hard as an album like wolf does i get that because i used to really be like that you could always acknowledge it was good yeah but i was not like in love with it for a long time because the production is a little it's just like really clean yeah like to the point where it's almost like cookie cutter clean i can see why you feel that way for sure yeah my number five, interestingly enough, is Bastard. Okay. I wasn't even going to do it. You were like, oh, let's do Bastard too. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, just because it's on like that piff, I didn't feel like going out of my way. Yeah. But you know what? It is the foundation of who Tyler is. The synths, the piano, the rhyme schemes, however dark they are, it really set the stage for Tyler. For sure. And I give so much credit to guys like a Kendrick and like Tyler, obviously, who can come up with like a concept album pretty much out the gate. Yeah. For the first project, that's impressive shit. That was something you would not expect. Also, considering he was like 18, like right out of high school, he was making shit like that. Yeah, it's incredibly impressive. I'm hearing about his dad, his childhood, his ambitions. It hits, you know, the doom influence on like odd toddlers, the chemistry with Earl on ass milk. Just a general rawness of the project appeals to me in a similar way where Goblin kind of did. But I think Bastard just has less low points to me, whereas I do think Goblin has more high points, but there's more of a consistency to bastard to me yeah that makes sense but that being said there are plenty of lows though like obviously and it mostly stems from the (laughs) lyrics just aging really shittily (laughs) like the eminem effect like yeah and look i get the whole subgenre of rap you know hyperbolic satirical horrorcore yada yada but i feel like i've grown out of it and it kind of hits strangely now yeah the rape the sexism this is before tyler came out so the f word felt kind of targeted i feel like that was kind of rooted in like unintentional homophobia because of like his feelings and shit i 100 percent agree with you in like hindsight when i was like sitting there listening to it when you were like younger or whatever like the, for the first time you're just like okay this is like pretty aggressive <laughs> you know yeah but i 100 percent agree it's probably like self like hate type of thing for sure yeah so bastard was an album for me that like i listened to when i was a freshman for the first time and like i thought it was the coolest shit i had ever heard like i was like dude this is fucking awesome because i had like i had never heard anything like it like i was exposed to tyler before that mm-hmm. around when igor came out i like went back and revisited his whole discography mm-hmm. found bastard and i thought it was so cool but like you said it aged really poorly yeah uh, in a lot of ways And even outside of the lyrics, like there are just some weak hooks on there. Like, you know, some of the sounds are redundant. Some tracks are just like terrible. But it really showed you how talented Tyler was. When Bastard came out, everybody had to admit it was unexpected, but it was damn creative. Honestly, that's kind of still the energy that Tyler has going. Like unexpected, but like super creative, especially on an album like Igor. 
That was so out of nowhere for Tyler in specific. Coming off of Flower Boy, you did not expect him to make like this Neo Soul album. Like you heard the influences from it on Flower Boy, but I don't think anyone really saw that coming. Absolutely. Agreed. That being said, go to number four. My number four is Call Me If You Get Lost. I really, really liked this album when it came out. It was my favorite Tyler album when it came out. It probably is the most invested I had been in a Tyler album rollout up to that point. So that whole like era for me is really nostalgic, but I don't think it's as strong as some of Tyler's other albums for me personally, like it doesn't hit as deep for me, but I think that a lot of sounds that he was experimenting with do work really well for him. Like the whole like West side gun feel. Call Me If You Get Lost brings a really, I think, necessary project to his discography that I think a lot of people were missing from Tyler. I think a lot of people did gravitate to that album because it has certain like rap tropes that a lot of other albums don't necessarily have that perhaps like people who weren't fans of Tyler before became fans with on that one. But my number four is Wolf. We're getting into albums for me that are in rotation. Like Wolf is a rotation album. And I gotta say, I do think this is like a top two concept album for Tyler. I think Wolf was like, so much growth for Tyler that people don't really give him credit for. Sure. Nobody really gives him credit for like the production took a huge step forward. Sounds so clean. The rhyming is sharp. I think the peak of this album is fucking amazing. For me personally, it's from answer to rusty. I think that's like that run for me is just fantastic. I'm going to agree with you there. We get the intro to like melodic Tyler, which we, I feel like we've all grown to fall in love with eventually. Yeah. The brighter instrumentals, a more mature kind of tone. And he comes off more real. Like, yeah. I think on like Bastard and Goblin, Tyler always, for me, like growing up, he just felt like a character almost. Like, yeah, it's almost like he was kind of like being edgy to be edgy. And like there was no like rhyme mm-hmm. or reason behind it really. But Wolf kind of felt like it was his more authentic self. I agree. We get the intro to like ambitious tracks like Party Isn't Over, Campfire Beamer, biographical tracks like Pigs, I Think I Fucking Hate You is like the perfect mix of Tyler's past of intensity, but mixed with like that sprinkle of authenticity. That's my favorite Tyler song, like by far. What you just described makes it like my top one for me. There you go. I mean, it hits live. He still does it. I love that track. I need to go see him still. (laughs) (laughs) He's great. I've seen him twice now. Damn, man. But there are moments I feel like I don't need on there that I don't think are bad. I just don't think I need them very much. I would say like Damo 23, I don't really need. Trash Wang, eh, I think is okay. And I've never enjoyed Tamale. Really? I don't know why. When it came out as a single, I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I don't know what it is. It comes off obnoxious to me. The first time I heard it, I definitely agreed. I I heard it. I was like, dude, what the fuck am I listening to? And then like there was like a week where I listen to Wolf like twice a day. I would say on like day four, Tamale click for me. I think midway through the song, I was like, holy shit, I get it. It's also at a point in the track list where it feels like the album's starting to go a little off. Yeah, it kind of does feel out of place. Yeah, sequencing wise. But that being said, it's still very good to me. A lot of people tend to not really agree that Wolf is like really a top tier Tyler album, but I throw it in there with what I perceive to be my big three of his albums. Okay, for sure. Go for your number three. My number three, Igor. A lot of people probably going to lose their minds about this, but (laughs) I feel like I kind of beat it to death a little bit. Like I listened to this album a lot. Absolutely gorgeous album. Honestly, 10 out of 10. We'll go on record saying I think Tyler has three tens, but I think this is my least favorite of the tens. Okay. It's a little higher for me, I'll say, but I'll go into my number three, which is Flower Boy, which you've already talked about. Yeah. Tyler definitely got 
real intimate on this one, real introspective, blossoming, I guess, if you will, into like the man he wants to be. And in certain respects, the influence that he wants to be to people. I agree that the production is safe, but to an extent it's like luscious, you know, like the strings, the piano, the synths, they like fit so well together. I could see why you would say that it's like safe. It's just very classical in a way. Yeah. If I have to put a word to it, but that type of production leads to really cool, emotional and melodic moments. Like mm-hmm. see you again in boredom with these like strings being layered and like the vocal layering that I'm just like transported. I fucking love those songs. Seeing boredom live is like one of my favorite concert moments of all time. He also touches on like the melancholic stuff, like, you know, loneliness and sadness. Like, what do I do it all for? What is this all for? All that stuff. Yeah. Leaving people in the past, trying to be a better man. And, you know, of course, like coming out to an extent on a few different tracks, which is an incredibly intimate moment for obvious reasons. And yeah. Incredible to see, you know, Tyler put that out there. My dislikes are like super small details, honestly, that are like not worth mentioning. But, you know, sometimes I'm not crazy about like those repetitive sandwiches lyrics that he does like the lonely lonely thing and then i do think the album gets off to a slow start i don't think it really gets going until see you again i think that's like the first like pop for me outside of that though it's a really refreshing album and when i was listening to tyler's discography like leading up to this when i got to flower boy it felt kind of cathartic in a way Mm -hmm. like who he got he he got there a little bit you know yeah because it's almost like he's feeling better that angst is kind of shedding away yeah i could see that for sure but yeah, go ahead with your two. My number two is Cherry Bomb. Cherry Bomb <laughs> blends... Everybody just going crazy. Yeah. Cherry Bomb blends everything that I love about New Tyler and Old Tyler together. It brings the melody, but it also has that like gritty sound that a lot of older Tyler songs have. Is super unique, and I think the production is second to none. I have the instrumental version of this album on vinyl, and... Oh, wow. Yeah probably one of my most played records that i own just because i love the instrumentals on this album so much and i think that even as an instrumental album i think it can be up there with the best of tyler's work we talked about it a little bit not crazy about some of the production it feels forced but what i will say is that it probably does feel a little bit more that way because of the way it mixes in with the vocals so Mm. i would be interested to hear what it sounds like production by itself because some of the vocals do make the production worse for me but that's just me i'm hoping you're ahead of your time (laughs) i appreciate you taking the stand and saying how great it is yeah i'll ride or die for cherry bomb my number two is igor okay i think this album is tyler's most cohesive and well-crafted piece of work the production flows probably the best out of any tyler album mm-hmm. the types of sounds he uses they are consistent like the bass lines the synths like the distorted synths yeah but he like uses them to match the sentiment of that particular track really well we get loads of like progressions we get these bridges these dope transitions some intense tracks like new magic wand and the distortion on new magic wand is what i think he attempted to do on cherry bomb yeah i forget where i heard him say this but he i saw somewhere that he said that there was like a bridge on new magic wand which is like a sound he's been trying to perfect for like years igor in that way is like kind of like a culmination of everything that we've heard from tyler and call me if you get lost kind of acts as like a victory lap in a way yeah i think spot on i like the soul influence like on are we still friends very like motown-esque which you know we kind of heard tyler play with on like wolf tree 95 for sure has that even with like Erica Badu featuring on that song. Also, the feature list on that album is insanely good. Yeah, Erica Badu was a surprise feature for sure. 
like especially considering who Tyler was at that point. Like <laughs> it was surprising. <laughs> but Erica Badu is also one of those music heads. Like Pharrell was on that album too. They probably loved the production and things like that. Going back into Igor, the hook game, top tier. Earthquake, for I think. Sure, Are we sure. still friends? All get stuck in your head. The vocals, I mean, holy shit. Solange, Uzi, like I think there's some Charlie Wilson. Cardi. Cardi. <laughs> Cardi's a vibe on it. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think there's like, is it in the in the liner notes of the vinyl where it's like lyrics cannot be transcribed or something like that? Yeah, it's it says like unintelligible <laughs> or something. And like that's it's so yeah. funny. Because I don't even care like on that song. Like I yeah. don't. Which is funny because I'm it brings a really like unique energy to it. I am one of those people who isn't like Cardi Stan. I appreciate what he's done for the game and things yeah. like that, but I'm not like always going back to his music or anything like that. But you know, the thing with Tyler, he's in a, in a very Kanye type way. He he knows how to take people and put them on the album and make it work. And he did that perfectly there. Yeah. Like NBA young boy on call me if you get lost. I'm gonna get to that too. Yeah. <laughs> love that moment. <laughs> But yeah, the vocals are <laughs> just stupid. So good. And of course, the love story that's been beaten into the ground at this point, the relationship, the aftermath, all those things. This album is bigger than life. And honestly, there's not much wrong with it. I just don't go back to it as often as my number one. And we'll get to that. But let me hear you gush about your number one. All right. Wolf, if you follow my account, that shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone. Like I have spoken about this album and how much I love it to no end. It's probably the most important album for me that I've ever listened to in my entire life just because it got me through like a really rough period. Mm. And I think it gave me something that made me feel like I wasn't alone mm. in a way. It had this really relatable aspect to me. All like the angst and stuff he was feeling like I was in a period where I was feeling all of that. Mm -hmm. And then it also blended in with amazing production. Has a lot of, I think Tyler's best work on it, like Answer is one of his best songs by far i agree and i think because of albums like igor and call me if you get lost as of recent i don't think wolf gets mentioned as much as it should i also agree with that there are genuinely incredible moments that people just gloss over but like answer is fantastic i love colossus i think 48 is also great yeah like the bridge on ifhy is probably my favorite moment in tyler's entire discography with uh pharrell vocals it's so good i feel you 100 percent. going into my number one is Call Me If You Get Lost. That's a really fair pick. It's Tyler's Victory Lap album, for sure. It's the most recent. Maybe there's recency bias, whatever. Honestly, what puts this over Igor for me and like all these other ones is the fucking energy. Tyler's yeah. feeling blessed, mentally going in the right direction, showing off his progress. He's made emotionally, financially. But we also get like that loose concept of Tyler telling us about somebody he's interested in, that person being in a relationship. The culmination of that on Wilshire, the eight minute story and having like kind of that juxtaposition between like him having everything he could ever want, feeling blessed, but also like falling short into this one thing that can make him like truly his happiest. And I feel like this album very much does combine a lot of the concepts we've heard on previous albums from Tyler. We get the yeah. conceptual piece. We get love being a huge piece of what Tyler has longed for for a really long time, even from Bastard going all the way back. I feel like he's always longed for love. Yeah. He's gotten the success. He's gotten the Grammy. And like, still, it's like, ah, I, I don't have that. And coupling those concepts with Tyler giving us a lot of vulnerability, we get into Tyler and his thoughts more than ever. On Flower Boy, we hear his emotions, but we never get into like specifics where on Call Me If You Get Lost, we hear about the love triangle. We hear about his thoughts after Cherry Bomb and like that critical nightmare at the time. 
uh, racial issues, even like apologizing for like some of his actions from the past, which was honestly like, yeah. I didn't know Tyler would ever do that in an album, you know? Yeah, yeah. All those moments just do a lot for me. Like that introspection into somebody's mental state interests me a lot. And then the intangibles, I think DJ drama is funny. It takes me back to childhood mixtape days. I think it adds flavor. <laughs> I think the production's diverse. I think standard Tyler synths, but playing with reggae, there's a lot of horns on here. Very grandiose. Yeah. And if we're talking features, no features miss. Stacked. Not a single feature misses. Stacked. Young boy. Stacked. 42 Doug. Wayne. Oh my God, Wayne. Uzi. Like Uzi bodied his verse too. Like, and if we want to talk bars, this is the most barred up Tyler's ever been for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's on his braggadocious shit. That theme of going after it. Yeah. I just think this thing has it all. It's diverse in sound. The concepts are all there. It's not as tight as Igor is conceptually, but I think it makes up for it. Yeah. I think that loose feel though, like that loose feel you were just mentioning, like I think that adds to the charm a lot for me. Something about like weaving in and out of like a theme or a story, like makes an album feel more accessible in a way. Yeah. Like, and I appreciate that. Igor is a little bit more rigid. I have to listen to it pretty much all the way through. Yeah, I love certain songs on it that I'll go to, but like I do feel like similar like to Pimp a Butterfly in a way. I feel like it's more of an experience. Yeah. Whereas like this feels like a good kid, Mad City. Like, I feel like this is like a lot of things to a lot of people. For sure, though. I, I get what you're saying. Like, Igor, yeah, Igor's not really one of those albums where you can just put a song on. Like, you kind of just got to just write it out, you know? You want to write it out. Yeah, yeah. It brings a unique energy that we haven't really seen a lot of from Tyler on albums before. So that was pretty cool to see. Yeah. And I am just perplexed as to what he's going to do next. Have no idea. Probably this year. Who knows what it's going to sound like? <laughs> Yeah, I heard rumors that it was going to be a disco album, which I like. I, That'd be dope. I wouldn't really be opposed to. I, I don't really know how to feel about it, but he shut the rumor down over Twitter. Oh, so, damn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's kind of the, the dance pop wave. Like, we got we got Drake, we got Beyonce, who did it way better. And then yeah. if Tyler put a spin on it, I wouldn't be mad. I'm sure yeah. it'd be good. Considering how bad Drake's iteration of it was, like <laughs> I, I don't really know how to feel. But then again, like it's Tyler. Before Igor came out, he told you he was putting out like this Neo Soul-esque concept album. You would have been like, yeah, I would have been like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> so I trust him. But regardless, that's the list. There you have it, everybody. Appreciate you coming on, my friend, Undisputed. It's always a great time and you are always welcome back. Yeah, man. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me on absolutely all y'all at home dm us on instagram and let us know your thoughts do you agree with us do you think we're crazy <laughs> how would you rank it let us know you want to plug your stuff real quick yeah sure so go follow my instagram uh, undisputed.ig two d's follow my vinyl tiktok i don't post on it too much but undisputed.vinyl and then uh go follow collective that i do graphic design and social media for uh oaktown at oaktown music on instagram go check that out we have a song out gonna put some more stuff out soon hell yeah appreciate y'all listening and until next time i will see y'all later